You're listening to the official podcast of the nation. That's it. There's a new member of the Final Four Club, and they hail from Lubbock, Texas. Lubbock and Lubbock. Texas Tech can start packing for Omaha. Got the big man. Yo, what's good, Red Raider Nation? Welcome to episode four of the nation's official podcast. I am your host, TJ Kern, alongside, as always, my good friend, buddy, Blake Hartsfield. Blake, episode four, we're a week late. I know a lot's been going on in the last week. I was really sick last week, so we apologize to the nation. We apologize to the listeners out there that we didn't put out a podcast last week. Then, of course, we owe you another apology because we had some technical difficulties with our post-game coverage this week. Don't worry about it. We'll get it all ironed out. But, uh, Blake, it's Turkey Week, man. How does uh, how does that sound? Thanksgiving week is always a good week, TJ. It means a short week at work. It generally means some good football. I know uh, the Cowboys play on, on Thursday, as always. I'm looking forward to that. And uh, The Red Raiders have got a big one this week against Oklahoma. Luckily, after what they were able to accomplish up in Ames, this one's uh, kind of for fun. It's not important in terms of qualifying for a bowl. No, the Red Raiders are going bowling. We're going to get to that. But uh, got a few things to talk about. Of course, we're going to touch on this basketball team, too. A very exciting start to the season, even without Fardaz Amak. But, Blake, we're going to have a little fun to start the show here on the nation's official podcast with TJ and Blake. Uh, at Guns Up Nation on Twitter. I'm at T-E-E-J-A-Y-K-E-R-N. Blake, why don't you throw on that handle real quick to start the show? At B Hartsfield 10, B-H-A-R-T-S-F-I-E-L-D-1-0. And we're going to talk a little Thanksgiving. So, Blake, you and the wife, newly married, what, uh, what are the uh, plans looking like? What's on the, What's on the table? What's on the agenda? Yeah, well, unfortunately, she has to work on Thanksgiving Day. Uh, it was the trade-off to get Christmas off this year. Um, so I'll be doing dinner with my family on Thursday, but then on Saturday before the Oklahoma game, we're going to go over to her family's house and, and have dinner with them. Uh, so that's the plan. So how about yourself? Oh, man. So get a get a long, <laughs> nice, long weekend, get two meals out of the deal. Look at you. Yeah, yeah. Two Thanksgiving dinners. Two turkey dinners is better than one. Absolutely. And then I'm over here, man, just got out of the doctor and tried to go to work this week and was coughing up a storm. And they're like, dude, should you even be here? So I'm like, man, let me go get some more cough medicine. I'm gonna go to the doctor. I'm gonna get some stuff. And lo and behold, I I test positive for strep throat. So now I'm contagious for a couple of days and don't even get to don't don't know if I'm gonna get to go to my aunt's house with my mom and dad to have have that turkey dinner, but I uh, will. Uh, it's yet to be determined. But uh, sorry the, to hear that, buddy. Part, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll be okay in the long run. But uh, what uh, if you had to pick one food item that makes makes your plate every year without fail at Turkey Day? What is it? Some people say the mac and cheese is a must. Others are like the desserts, the stuffing. What say you? Outside of turkey? Sure. Um, I mean, turkey's a given. Yeah, turkey's a given. Okay. Mac and cheese is a strong contender, um, but I'm going to have to go with the cranberry sauce, man. That's something that you only get once a year on Thanksgiving, and, and that's got to be number one for me. 
Okay, going with the cranberry sauce. You know what? I'm, I'm, I don't know that I can ever say that I've actually had cranberry sauce. You're missing out, my friend. Yeah, I don't. You know, this is one of those things. As a kid, like I, I don't, I don't know that anybody, anybody in my family eats it. Like, I just, I, I don't know. I'm, I made it to almost forty without having cranberry sauce. So maybe I'm missing out. Maybe you need to put me on game. Yeah, it's, uh, then, it's, it's uh, a must-have. Man, well, if it's a must-have, I, I got to try it out. For me, man, without fail in my family, it's the deviled egg. The oh, deviled egg. I, I, I've made a huge mistake here. That's that's a really good point. I, I stand corrected. Man, the, the the deviled egg is the first thing on the plate. You, you munch on a couple before, while you're building your plate. Then you sit down and you, you you have your plate stuffed to the brim, and you still have a couple more on there. Maybe go back for for seconds before you hit the the actual table to sit down. But man, my my, my favorite by far, gotta go with the the uh, the deviled eggs. And the women in my family do it perfect. Yeah, I, I've you, you saying that now. I've realized what a mistake I made with my answer. So well done, you showed me up there. Yeah, well, you know, just have a little fun here on the nation's official podcast and uh, talking a little turkey on on uh, Thanksgiving week here. Pretty excited. Blake, let's uh, rewind the clocks back here and, and get our audience caught up here on some Red Raider football. We've had a lot of things happen. We were able to beat Kansas at home and then went on the road and won your first ball game on the road this last Saturday in Ames, Iowa. Blake. The Red Raiders are going to a ball game and Joey McGuire and company's first year at the helm. Yeah, big, big accomplishment for Joe McGuire. Um, happy that this team was able to find their sixth win. And um, for me, more than anything, it, you know, we're not going to go to a great bowl, right? We're going to go to a, a bottom of the barrel bowl, having just barely been eligible. But for me, it's the additional practice. Uh, Aaron Morton, if he gets healthy, can get an extra 30 days of reps and I think that's important uh, to building momentum and going in towards next year. So for me, that's the, the biggest takeaway from getting that, that important sixth win. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, Bear Morton, of course, uh, still nursing his uh, ankle injury. Uh, he's on the mend, as they say. Uh, Tyler Shuck has won the last two games. And Blake, do you know what his record is as the Texas Tech starting quarterback? Uh, not off the top of my head, no, but I'm sure you're oh. about to enlighten me. I'm going to enlighten you. We're going to have some fun because it's six and one. I would not have guessed that. Um, I guess we're not counting uh, the game that he's lost that he didn't start like the TCU game. Correct. Correct. As a, as a starter. Okay. Fair enough. That's a, that's a good record, TJ. That, that still doesn't do anything to change my opinion on who this team's quarterback is uh, moving forward. Look, Tyler Shuck, um, give him a lot of credit. He's won these last two games. He, he played a really good game against Kansas. And then um, in a cold night names, Iowa, I thought that he did enough to, to win the game. Clearly he, he did take him on the late scoring drive in the fourth quarter, but the offense did struggle TJ. I think some of that is to do with the quarterback. And, and a lot of that had to do with um, just the environment and how cold it was. But to me, the biggest thing that, that Chuck did in this game was he didn't make mistakes. He goes 15 of 21, which is really efficient football, I'll give him credit there, but only 141 yards, one touchdown, no picks, um, a 69.2 QBR. Uh, TJ, a, an efficient game, not a very explosive game, but to me, again, the, the biggest takeaway was he didn't, he didn't lose the game by making mistakes, and he allowed this defense, which 
had one hell of a good day um, without their monster Tyree Wilson uh, stuffing Iowa State multiple times at the goal line in the second half. And um, just can't say enough about that group and, and how good Tim DeRuiter has that unit playing. Yeah, Josiah Pierre and company um, playing really well in the absence of uh, Tyree Wilson, who got hurt in that Kansas game. And what a segue, because we're going to talk a little bit of Tyree Wilson, because we, we mentioned it a little bit on the uh, nation's official post game in the Twitter spaces uh, the night he got hurt that we probably would not see Tyree Wilson wear a Red Raider uniform again. And Blake, you're correct. He's come out, signed with an agent, declared for the draft, and he's looking every bit to get healthy and get ready for the NFL draft in April. Yeah, I'm so excited for that kid. Uh, he's earned it. I wish him the best. I, I hope that he um, ends up being a top 10 pick. I did see a, a prospect list uh, the other day that Mel Kuyper had put an updated one out and had him as the 10th best prospect in the whole draft. And um, he says that he's going to be healthy for all the pre-draft workouts in the spring. And um, I just wish him all the best as he starts his pro career and hope that he continues to dominate at the pro level. TJ, this is a kid that uh, transferred from A&M to Tech and, and has embraced Lubbock. Um, and, and he was the best pass rusher in the country this year, period. He had the most pressures uh, of any pass rusher. I think he was tied with the uh, defensive end from Alabama. Um, but to do that at Texas Tech, and, and he was just – he made so many big plays for this team. The, the, the one that stands out to me um, in the game that we lost, but it was the game – it was to play uh, late in the first quarter at TCU. Um, we're down 7 nothing. They had just – they had returned the, the, the opening punt after we had gone three and out, and then we went three and out again, and, and TCU drove it down to about our 12-yard line and had a fourth and two. Um, and, and Tyree gets into the backfield and blows up the running back in the backfield and, and saves – you know, stops him on fourth down and, and makes a big play. And, TJ, that probably kept that game from being an absolute blowout because if they go in and score and it's 14 nothing, who knows how bad we get beat. So um, he had a great year. He's a monster, and I wish him all the best. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking for this guy. Sorry, Blake had the had the. I'm, I'm sitting here talking, and the, and the mic's muted. But we're going to keep going here on the nation's uh, official podcast with TJ and Blake. What I was saying was, I'm looking forward to it. I'm excited to see somebody go that high from Texas Tech, and I definitely want to get that momentum going to where we're watching football on Sunday, and I'm watching Red Zone, and I'm like, oh yeah, that guy went to Tech. Oh, oh, that guy with the tech. Like, I'm I'm looking forward to hopefully under Joey McGuire that being a norm. Other than just Pat Mahomes, right? Because you can say that every time Pat Mahomes is on there. And he's on there a lot, TJ, having another MVP uh, season this year. Oh, yeah. And uh, that guy. So, but I mean, obviously he's a great ambassador for tech and uh, we, we need more of them like, like Patrick Mahomes and Tyree Wilson is another stand-up guy. So we, we wish him the best. But, Blake, it kind of puts bat, uh, football on a holding pattern here for a little bit. They take on Oklahoma um, to, to finish the regular season. We know they're going to a bowl game. Um, I don't want to spend too much time talking about the Oklahoma game. One quick note for, on that game, TJ. If yeah. they do beat Oklahoma, this would be the first time that Texas Tech has ever beaten Oklahoma and Texas in the same year. And as if Joey McGuire needed another feather to put in the cap, that could be one more thing that he does in his first year as the head coach. And, and that would just be really cool to, to do. Well, yeah. And then I was going to follow it up uh, talking about going home uh, undefeated at home. 
and protecting protecting uh, the Jones. I think that that'd be really cool for Joey McGuire and company to do. Well, he would be uh, six. He would be six and one. TJ. He lost the Baylor game at home. Um, oh, we did. That, we did lose it. We did lose it. Home. That would be the, but to your point, he has done a much better job of protecting home turf. There was too many times in the Matt Wells era that we got run off the field on our own own home field. Um, and McGuire has has made the Jones a tough place to play again. Um, and hopefully that will continue uh, moving forward. I know it will. Red Raider Nation will show up for this program as it continues to build momentum and it'll become an even tougher place to play in the future. Yeah, no doubt about it. Let's give football their props. But Blake, you and I love basketball and the holiday tournament has started. Uh, the Red Raiders played three preseason games. And now uh, as we record this on Tuesday of Thanksgiving week, um, they are now four and one after going one and one so far in the Maui Invitational. Um, I just want to give you the floor uh, as my basketball guru and and kind of sum up with what is a four and one start to the basketball season. Yeah, TJ, I think the basketball team's off to a good start. Um, they had a problem in their first few games with turnovers. Uh, Pop Isaacs was really struggling turning the ball over. But that's to be expected a little bit with with a young team. They are playing a bunch of freshmen, um, and, and it's going to take some time with how much roster turnover for this team to kind of gel and, and those freshmen to get that that game experience. Even a kid like Jalen Tyson, who's been in the program, this is his first time playing significant minutes at the college level. So there's some growing pains. Um, they did battle Creighton yesterday, and Creighton is a um, pretty unanimous uh, team that people think is final four caliber good uh, their preseason top 10 some polls you know have them in the top five uh, they, they played a really competitive first half against them uh, in the second half um, they did come out and, and Creighton did come out and, and go on a little 10 nothing run and then they kind of kept the lead around 10 for the remainder of the game but the Red Raiders played them tough uh, without uh, Fardaz Amak which is your best player and you knew Bryson Williams so that's super encouraging um, and then they bounce back today, TJ. And look, I know Louisville's not very good. They're 0 and 5. And then it's like, you know, the first 0 and 5 start in their school's history. Um, but the thing that stood out to me is once again, Mark Adams and his defense. Um, Louisville might be bad, TJ, but they held them to 38 points. And, and even more so than that, they held them to 20 points and with 10 minutes to go in the second half. So in 30 minutes of play, Louisville mustered 20 points. They finished the game with 38 when Tech kind of put the end of the bench in. And TJ, that's their lowest point total in over 50 seasons at Louisville. So the defense looks as good as ever. Um, I, I'm not worried about that side of the ball. Mark Adams' system is, has got a long enough track record dating back into the Beard era that you know what you're going to get from this defense. They're going to be a top 10 unit by the end of the year. And it's just a matter of can we score enough? And um, I like the fact that we seem to have a little bit better outside shooting between Jalen Tyson and Pop Isaacs and uh, Kerwin Walton is supposed to be a great shooter. He hasn't shot the ball great through the first five games of the year, but I expect his averages to return to the norm and, and Davion Harmon can shoot it a little bit too. So i um, excited about what this team can do moving forward. Hey, and don't sleep on the Bacho hive. How about, how about some Daniel Bacho even knocking down a three yesterday? Man, that might be the most encouraging thing of, of the first five games is Daniel Bacho has taken a huge step forward from, from his last couple of years here in, in Lubbock. Um, this is a kid that, that is athletic. He moves really good for his size. Um, he's always been a, a presence on the defensive end, but TJ, he's learned how to score the basketball. He's, um, I, I wouldn't call him a shooter, even though he did knock one down yesterday against Creighton from three, to your point. Uh, but he, he's getting more crafty with some of the post moves um, and his development has been 
just a, a breath of fresh air to watch in the, in the absence of, of Amok. Um, when we get our full stable of, of bigs, you're going to have a really good three-man rotation on there. And then the other kid that's been really impressive to me has been Robert Jennings, the true freshman out of uh, Duncanville. I didn't think we were going to get a lot out of him, but TJ, he's looked really good in the, in the little bit of time that he's been on the floor. He looks athletic um, and, and has a little bit more offensive game than I thought he did. So um, exciting times. And, and we got a lot of young, talented players on this team. And it'll be nice to see how they continue to progress throughout the rest of the season. Yeah, definitely. I, I've gotten to watch uh, a, a handful of games. The only one I didn't get to watch, I think you did get to see. Um, so the one thing I am concerned about is, are we relying on Davion Harmon a little too much on the offensive end? And I mean, he's having in that game against Creighton, it, when he wasn't on the floor, it was it was some ugly times. And he was having to, to drive great. Creighton's a great team. They're final four contender. Um, but I mean, Davion's having to do a lot right now. And I, I need to see some more ball movement, maybe some more screens um, to get some more looks somehow. But other that's, that's being nitpicky. You're four and one, the defense is playing great. You're athletic. You got some of the young guys um, involved and got them some playing time. And it's, it's an exciting time and we're looking forward to seeing how they progress here going forward. Yeah. I think that there's some truth to the relying on Davion Harmon on the offensive end, maybe a little bit too much, but I also think that's a byproduct of the fact that one Fardoz isn't there and that's your new Bryson Williams. You're supposed to be your go-to score, your leading score. Um, and two, we're playing a bunch of young guys that are learning and growing and, and getting accustomed to the college game. Pop Isaac's, can score the basketball, but he's played five games in college. Lamar Washington can can score the basketball, but he's played five games in college. Jalen Tyson can score the basketball, but he's played five games in college. You see my point here. So, um, and you think about the other guys that are playing. O'Banner kind of is what he is. And look, I love Kevin O'Banner, but he, he is what he is, right? He's going to go down there. He's going to give you, you know, 30 minutes of physical play. He's going to rebound the basketball. He's going to get some garbage baskets and hit the occasional three on a step back but he doesn't really create his own shot. It's really off of more of a pick and pop or um, like an offensive rebound that he's on, on the perimeter for things like that, where he's going to score. He doesn't create his own shot. So I do think that the offense will smooth itself out. We're never going to be um, Kansas and that we're going to score 80 a game. Right. But we can be a team that can score in the mid sixties or, or low seventies. And with Mark Adams defense, that's going to win a lot of basketball games. Yeah, I think it's uh, – who's the guy on Twitter? John Feinstein, I think is his name. He, after every Tech game, he's like, Mark Adams, the defense never rests. And even with this young bunch, man, they're a bunch of hungry dogs out there uh, taking charges, getting into passing lanes. Even when Jalen Tyson was struggling, um, scoring the ball, he's out there playing the passing lanes, getting deflections. I mean, this team is just so athletic. And it's – and they're young, man. It's just so encouraging for the future of this program. And you're listening to the nation's official podcast. This is episode four. I am TJ Kern. The other voice is always my buddy, Blake Hartsfield and Blake. One more thing before we wrap up this show here on Turkey week and uh, has to be a little disappointment for you. What did you see 
about uh, your boy, Dana Beers, committing to old Cincy instead of the Red Raiders. What a terrible decision. I mean, imagine picking a school because he likes cheese on chili as opposed to the the West Texas love and culture that we've got in Lubbock and, and the barbecue and um, just the overall fan experience. And, and he's taking a lot of hate on Twitter, but I was a little surprised by that decision. And his video uh, definitely trolled Tech twice, and and I think that's made things a little worse for him uh, with the re- with the fan reaction on the Tech side. But it is what it is. Um, no one's yeah, perfect. I mean, he, he made a mistake, and we move on. Tech will be fine. We're a bigger school than Cincinnati. We got a bigger program than Cincinnati, um, and I'm I'm just not concerned with Dana Beers. Yeah, I mean it, it was fun in games while it lasted. Now he's he's stuck. Right. He's a yeah. Cincinnati Bearcat fan. And guess who comes to the Big 12 next year? Uh, Cincinnati. And, and he even made the comment that he fully expected to get the Chris Beard treatment from Red Raider Nation and that he would be making the trip whenever Cincinnati comes to Lubbock for the first time. So um, he won't get the Chris Beard treatment. Uh, nobody will ever get. The, well, Kevin McCuller might get a little bit of the Chris Beard treatment, but even that I don't think will be as bad. So. Um, he, he'll get a little razzing, but it is what it is. He picks Cincinnati. It's closer to where he lives in New York anyway. I get it. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I totally understand. Um, just wanted to, as somebody that thought, thought tech was the, uh, the slam dunk pick. I just, uh, wanted your reaction on there before uh, we get out of here on Turkey week. So Blake, uh, I hope you and the, the missus have a, a wonderful Thanksgiving Enjoy your football and your food and your your naps and your time away from the office. And, uh, yeah, I, I guess I, I've got some time to, to kind of kick back and watch football and get some liquids in me and hopefully get uh, get well. Yeah, I feel and, better, uh, my friend. You've been sick for a week now, so uh, use this yeah, time to, to so, recover, and I hope that you get some uh, – get, get healthy and can get some relaxation in there as well, so – yeah, no doubt about it. And then we, of course, we got to remind everybody, um, Oklahoma. We're uh, after the football game. Be on the lookout for the nation's post-game show with the two of us uh, on the, the official nation uh, Twitter handle. And hopefully, we get the uh, technical difficulties of my telephone to work this week. Unlike last week, I do apologize for that again. But uh, yeah, Blake, how do we always like to end the show? Wreck them. Wreck them. We'll talk to you guys soon.